0: Hello! Welcome to another episode of Pack One, Pick One. This episode, even though it's coming out after my initial Throne of Eldraine episodes and after the War of the Spark podcast that I just did with two other hosts, is going to be wrapping up Core Set M20. I'll probably do one more short episode for the legends of this set and how they relate to Commander in maybe a month or two. I'll give that set a little more time. In the meantime, as I uh, usually do for most sets that I discuss in this podcast, I usually do a final sunset show to wrap things up, final thoughts on it, final opening or two, and uh, this one is no different, so am going to get into some of the comments I have about the set, ones that I usually do, uh, starting off. My favorite archetype for Limited would have to say was Temur Elementals. So red, green, and blue Elementals. Really great synergistic tribal deck. If I had to rank all of the archetypes, I believe I have them here. Starting with the my uh, impression of the best to the worst would be Temur Elementals, then Tide, Simic, Gruul, Izzet Elementals then blue-white Flyers, then blue-black uh, Control, pretty generic deck, black-green, then red-white, black-red, and then white-black in last. Uh, I would say my most drafted archetype was Tamar Elementals, followed by Gruul Elementals. I uh, really like that deck. I tried to force it even as much as I could. So, we will be talking about that one a lot in this episode. And I would say... I think my best draft moment would be uh, having one game about six plus triggers off of one Risen Reef that never ended up getting killed, and it definitely won me the game. And I would say my worst draft moment that I had in this set was when I had an opponent's creature with four toughness on the battlefield, an uncommon Chandra that could shock something still, and a vial of dragon fire that I had mana for. And for like half a second I misspoke, and my opponent, Wolves, uh, law- lawyered me and wouldn't let me uh, correct what I had said before any actions took place. I could have appealed that, but I just kind of wanted to get away from them at the moment. Uh, they were being, taking an M draft far too seriously. So it was probably the worst moment I had in the set. I also got killed by a Sorin, in one draft who, even without vampires, the death touch was real, that it put on creatures, was very tough. I'd say my favorite card in the set would be Risen Reef, Fur Limited, big surprise there, after saying I drafted Elementals a lot, and then leyline Line of the Void being a reprint, which was sorely needed. I'm very happy that I was able to pick some of those up. say my least favorite card of the set to play against, at least, was the Uncommon Chandra. I loved using it, but it was very strong, and it was just groan-inducing to see it drop against me. My favorite cycle were the Wedge Legends, uh, each of the legendary creatures that was mythic. It was actually cool to see another Kalia and Omnath, surprisingly, and I think that the three new ones were interesting as well, even if they didn't really see any play. And I don't have a favorite or least favorite mechanic for the set since there were no non-evergreen ones introduced or reintroduced. So I did like this set a lot more than War the Spark, the one that came before it, mainly because not having to see or deal with four-plus Planeswalkers every game, uh, that got real old real fast for me, and there was a lot more interest in drafting a set that was more basic, Kind of like bare bones, not doing anything really crazy or uh different for the game. Just magic at its most uh simple. I really liked that. It was a nice breath of fresh air. Liked how the bombs mostly felt answerable and like a lot of the bombs for more. Um, and even uncommon Chandra and Risen Reef, as scary as they were, were you know, they were they were dealable. You know, it wasn't the end of the world. So yeah, so I didn't have anything to talk about the mechanics. This is usually when I would go over that, but there's nothing really to say about them now. Uh, for me, the biggest problem, uh, this format, was I guess that instead of elementals, I didn't really like aggro. I thought that red-white, black-red, even white-black really could have used more of a push. So, it was a little sad to see that. I also didn't really like that about two to three-fifths of the wedge legends of mythic really weren't playable and limited they all had unique effects but for the most part only omnath and yarok were really usable and limited the others like you could try and play uh Kaikar, the Kai one but it wasn't great so i would have liked to be more excited to open them and know that i could use them in my deck rather than just being like, oh, it's a cool card, but you can't really play too much around it, especially the Abzan one, which is, like, basically completely unplayable and limited. Uh, speaking of draft and limited, I ended up playing 60 games, not separate drafts, but 60 games between all the drafts and whatnot that I did between Paper and Arena, and I had 42 wins for 70% win rate, which is actually pretty high. I didn't do, you know, a ton of games, but it was still pretty good. I'd say it was enough to get a good idea of the format. Uh, You know, as far as other formats go and the impact of M20 on them, I'd say that the big ones are Golos and Field of the Dead, because they're currently just bringing Standard to its knees right now. And a lot of people, uh, especially online, have speculated that either Golos or, most likely, Field of the Dead is going to be banned in standard. Wizards, just this past week, announced that they were moving up the next banned and restricted announcement for some unknown reason. And that's why people think that uh, Field of the Dead especially is going away. Mystic Forge is another card in this set that also had of all places, a huge impact on vintage. I think it got restricted there. Yeah, it's not often a card from a core set is going to start giving vintage uh, a big upheaval, but, you know, I guess it being an artifact that can get card advantage was all that you really needed. So, it was pretty crazy. And, of course, Leyline in the Void reprint was a big help for people that play Modern or Legacy. didn't needed copies and didn't want to pay like $40 for one. Uh, So that was awesome. And that's about it. I'll be doing, like I said, one more episode of this set, just covering the legends. It'll be a quick episode compared to my recent ones because there's like five or six to go over. (laughs) There's not much. And I'm not going to be doing a video opening for this podcast, but I do have my final three prize packs of Corset 2020 to go over, so I'll be opening those up as well. But before that, I did say I was going to revisit my ta- like 15 hot takes that I had on this set that I made a couple episodes back. And now that the set's over, I wanted to see if I had changed my opinion on any of them or not. So now that there's been a little time between that. And I'm just going to go uh, restate all of them. Then after each one, I'll say if there was any change or not. So my last episode was, was M20, a better format, at least for me, than more. And it was probably one of the most controversial opinions. Still probably is. And my opinion still the same. I really liked how relaxed, uh, no-frills M20 was. Uh, Number two, Elementals, especially Temur, is the best deck in the format. No change in my opinion. Green being the best color in Limited. At least for me, I think it was. It had synergies with a lot of great decks. uh, Very strong creatures, even if you don't have the synergies, beats everything else. I liked it a lot. Also, uh, number four, (laughs) sorry. You can never have too many Lava Kin Brawlers, especially for any Elemental deck. Opinion is still the same on that Weapon Weaponsmith and Piercer Bow are a real deck. It's still the same opinion as well, but it, as it got more popular, I would say that it was a lot riskier to go into it. Because if you were trying to go into it in a pod, there's a non-zero chance that someone else is also trying to do the same thing. So unless you get past them by the right people, it might be tough. Uh, tougher now than it was before. Ooh, okay. would say that number six, there are a lot of cards that can do two damage, so you'll want to prioritize three toughness or higher creatures. Still a same opinion on that? Uh, give me one moment, I'm going to briefly pause this podcast. Hi, I'm back. Sorry about that. I was recording in my apartment, and there was a noise outside. I don't know if it was being picked up by the podcast or not, but I wanted to get away from that so it didn't get in the way of you listening to this and you didn't have to hear someone doing whatever yard work was outside, whatever maintenance was doing. Anyway, back to point seven. I would say splashing is not hard, but outside elementals, I don't really see a reason to splash any more than two colors. No change there. The other Wedge Legends really weren't worth it for me, outside of Omnath and Yarok, point eight. Still the same opinion there. Number nine, Audacious Thief is the second best black common after murder, which I think is not controversial at all. I think most people would agree with that at this point, and probably did for a while. Ten, Sorin is actually playable even with few to no vampires. His plausibility still gives creatures death touch, still relevant. So, I never got to use Sworn myself. I got to play against it, but I never got to put that opinion to the test myself. Alright, and my final five, which I did was a properly over and underrated, was white. Underrated. I think a lot of people think it's the weakest color, and maybe it was not the set, but don't sleep on it entirely. In fact... A lot of people thought White was bad, or is bad, in Throne of Eldraine, but we had a lot of other big-name podcasts, uh, Ledger, pff, Lords Unlimited and Limited Resources, both make episodes recently talking about how White is playable, and I think the case is still the same for M20, or was the same for it. You know, even if a color might not be the best, that doesn't mean it can't be used and should be overlooked all the time. 12. Risenweave Properly rated. Huge bomb. Everyone knows it. Same opinion. 13. Riding Regisor. Underrated. A lot of people really underestimate a 7-6 for 3. It doesn't fucking matter if you discard a card. You're beating the hell out of your opponents. Unless they pacify it, pacify it, or somehow do any other aura that keeps it from attacking, where it just makes you discard cards. If you can get this out at basically any point in the game, it's going to be a huge body your opponents have to deal with. I think it's great. I would play it 100% of the time I was in black, and it would make me want to go black if I opened it or got past it. 14, Uncommon Chandra. Properly rated. A lot of people think it's great. I agree. And last but not least, Blue-White Flyers. Properly rated. I think it was right about in near the top of the middle of the pack. between elementals, blue-black, then that flyers, then other decks below that. I think it was right in the correct spot for people to rate it. And, yeah, that wraps up most of the uh, thoughts I had on M20 with the set itself. Maybe as I open up these packs, i have a few more personal insights about the set. I won't be doing a video for these, but I'll be doing a video, of course, for most openings. Which you can see on the Facebook page for this podcast, it will be in the description of the podcast, a link to it, where you can see video openings, etc. And you can also interact with me, the amazing host. Okay, we have Pack 1, Inspiring Captain, Anticipate, Infuriate, that rhymes, Creamwood Sentinel... Blind Burglar, Chandra's Ember Cat, I like this one a lot. Glaring Aegis, Aegis, Boreal Elemental, Maniacal Rage, which I think is totally playable. A Scholar of the Ages, Flame Sweep. oh, this was a great card. Risen Reef, wow! See, all I had to do, it's like Bloody Mary, was say Risen Reef like 20 times in this podcast, and lo and behold, ah, I got a Risen Reef. This is obviously what I would take. So, so far the packet went... Uh, Embercat, then Flame Sweep, which I thought was not going to get beat, then freaking Risen Reef, which is obviously the pick. I would, if you take this pack one, you're going to be having a great time. And then we have a rare bag of holding, which is not getting picked over Risen Reef. We have a foil Leafkin Druid. Nice. So, another interesting thing about M20 and starting with the set and going forward is that foils are a lot more common in packs. Alright, pack two. Got moment of heroism, bone to ash, bone splinters, Greenwood Sentinel, Sleep Paralysis, Ice Yoked Ox, Gorging Vulture, Growth Cycle, Shock. I guess we'd be taking that first. Uh Disfigure? No, I like that a lot. But I still like shocks. it fits better in elementals, and I don't really like black too much. Uh, Retributive Bond, Nope, Overgrowth Elemental. There we go. That's the pick. Nice. And a rare graph Digger's Cage. Alright. Yeah, all about that Growth Elemental. Big fan of that. Okay, one last pack. I probably won't be opening up many M20 boosters of this set, so... Not for a while, at least. <sighs> Get my last whiff of that pack air. Okay, we have Octo Prophet, Scorch Spitter. I like that card a lot. Steadfast Sentry, Vorst Claw, Feral Abomination, Stone Golem, Leafkin Druid, Frost Lynx. There we go. Dagger Sail Aeronaut, Unholy Indenture. No foil in the final pack. Another disfigured, Ember Hauler. Sir Rulian Drake. The final card is. Oh, Starfield Mystic. Not good. I don't like a card in the set. I would probably take Link's over it, even though I wouldn't really want to take a rare. It'd be between that and Disfigure, I guess. Okay, well, that has been a brief sunset show for Core Set M20. I'll be putting out more episodes focused on Throne of Eldraine coming out very soon. I'll be doing 15 or maybe even 20 takes on that set if I have... I think enough good hot takes on it. So, yeah, thank you again for listening. Check out the Facebook page. Check out the older episodes. I did a great one just released earlier this week with two of my uh, frequent co-hosts on the Legends of War the Spark for Commander. Yeah, well, until hopefully soon next time, thank you for listening. Goodbye.